you closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsey Patterson. Presented by Ortho Cincy, the orthopedic authority. All right, we are back on the sidelines this week with our dear friend Betsy Ross. Uh, someone we have just admired in our industry for a long time. Aww, and thank you. We were just reminiscing before we hopped on here about how we did a podcast with you a couple years ago when the Bengals were really not doing well, and we called it Bengals Therapy. We had, like, <laughs> weekly Bengals Therapy with Betsy. And uh, do we need to have therapy today? How are we feeling after last weekend? Uh, big game against... Um, the Browns. I was. T- <laughs> I forgot yeah. already. I'm like. I've tried to push that Just out of my mind. That out of your mind. That's yes. not a bad idea. Yeah. How are we feeling now? I it. I was shocked. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um. Having said that, they looked like a team that had not been practicing together, which they were a team that had not been practicing together. The corollary to that is, Joe Burrow has not had a normal preseason so you know you think oh he didn't get to practice on oh, no big deal you know it was appendicitis and it was the knee and this and that and the other and so you know no big deal he can just slip right into there well now we figured out that that doesn't happen but you know I think that we know the talent is there for mm-hmm. Pete's sake it's the timing and I you know, I'm not ready to hit the panic button quite yet uh although you know, you look back and, you, you know, 82% of the teams that win the Super Bowl won their first game. And you can also make the argument that the Bengals lost the Super Bowl last year when they lost their first two games. First it was to Pittsburgh and then it was to Dallas. So you start out 0-2 and, and the name of the game is to win the conference. Yeah. Yep. When you win the conference, which the Bengals did their first two times they went to the Super Bowl, when you win the conference, you get to sit at home for the playoffs. Kansas City has learned this. They know what the game is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the idea is to be at home for the playoffs. And, you know, when you start 0-1, 0-2, yeah. that is hard to do. The saving grace is that Buffalo lost mm-hmm. and Kansas City lost. So we're all in kind of the same boat. But yeah. doesn't make it any easier, but I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet. I just think that it's just timing. They have got to get their new personnel, people in new positions. They've got to get everybody on the same page. Take a breath. As Aaron Rodgers, and that's another discussion. Yeah. I was about to bring that yeah, up. Here, as, yeah, as Aaron Rodgers said very famously when uh, people were hitting the panic button at Green Bay, he said, R-E-L-A-X. Yeah. Relax. Relax. So, relax. Don't hit the panic button yet. I, I want to talk about Aaron Rodgers here in a second, but I want to talk about Sunday's game. What do you think was wrong with Joe? Is it just the lack of a cohesive good practice, or it just he looked not like himself he didn't look there he didn't look present which is not like our joe i think that you know the drops were uh one thing i mean you could see that the ball was in these guys hands and they dropped it they kept dropping Dropping it. it yeah um and again that goes back to if you are used to a particular ball thrown at you and every quarterback has a different style every quarterback has a different spin Um, it's not anything that necessarily you and I can see, but it's a feel, it's a speed. It's the way the ball comes into your hands. Uh, If they are used to Trevor Simeon or now Browning uh, throwing it to them in practice, well, then now you've got 
Joe Burrow whistling it in and you go, oh, man, you know, you're not used to that. So I think that the drops will go away once they get used to Joe actually throwing the ball to them again. And, you know, again, we do have new personnel on that offensive line. We have, um, you know, people in different positions now in that offensive line. And I think that Joe has to trust that offensive line. Uh, We know over the past few years that that trust may not have been there. And so I think he has to trust it. But as much as it hurts me to say, you got to give credit to yeah. the Browns and you got to give credit to their defense. Um, you know, I, I said last week before the game, I said, if you hear the name Miles, Miles Garrett a lot, it's not, it's not a good day. Yeah, it's not. And we heard Miles Garrett a lot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is his specialty is sacking the quarterback, and he was able to do that. So, you know, give the Browns credit. But, you know, you got to get used to, you know, the positions. And I, I know that Anthony Munoz tells us a lot. And, of course, Anthony Munoz, the GOAT, mm-hmm. the best it ever was at that position, he said that he could look down the line at the other guys on the offensive line they didn't have to call a number. They didn't have to call a play. They looked at each other, and they knew what they were going to do just looking at the defense. They knew each other that well. Wow. They played together that much. And so that's what you want out of this offensive line, to get to the point that, you know, you don't have to wait for the quarterback to call or change uh, a play. You just look at each other, and you know, okay, I got that guy. You got that guy. We got that guy. They knew yeah. without even saying a word. They just looked at each other and they knew who was going to cover whom. So you just hope that down the road somewhere that this offensive line will get that cohesiveness because Anthony said, you know, that was that was half of the battle. You just glanced at each other and you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and I think that's extremely important. And look, it might take like it was last year with some of those new additions. I know that they have familiar faces, but it's still a change that Jonah Williams is at the right side. Then you get Orlando Brown Jr. out there. It might take a couple games, you know, for the chemistry and just your offensive Mm -hmm. line. Good news is they don't have to go against Miles Garrett again until week 18. So (laughs) you do have some time until you have to see him again. And, and of course, he is talented. He might win Defensive Player of the Year after just one week of performances so far. With with Joe Burrow, you know, for me, and I, I know people say don't make excuses. I think you look at that game. You bring up a great point. No reps. Um, you're playing in bad weather. I know Cleveland had to play in it too, so it always mm-hmm. kind of feels silly making that excuse. He's coming off a calf strain, and that could still be something that's in his in his mind. It's not 100%. You know, he says, I have good days, I have bad days. Uh, we'll find out more as they're practicing on Wednesday what it, what the injury status is for him, how he's feeling. But overall, that could have been something, a factor out there while he's on the field. Hey, I'm not, I'm not the mobile Joe that you normally see who could run for the first down. I feel like they were being a little cautious with him, too. That's a really good point. And I think that, you know, we sometimes forget that when he was a rookie, (laughs) he got his knee blown out. And I think that any time that you have that kind of injury, and I don't care how many months and years down the road it has been since you have had that injury, it's a factor. It's in the back of your mind. And, you know, I, I got a little nervous. They took a shot of him sitting... Uh, on the sidelines and he's rubbing his right knee Mm -hmm. and I'm going what what wait a minute what Uh, he was just kind of rubbing it and I go nobody said anything about that so you know but I I think that anytime that you are coming back from an injury whatever it is it's always in the back of your mind for sure yeah you know what am I going to do do I trust it do I plant do I whatever so um, 
And again, that that goes back to more reps, more mm-hmm. games. You feel more comfortable. You trust that line. And so you know how to move, where to move. I mean, you know, he was never going to be uh, a, a, a scrambling quarterback like <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He was never that no, to no, begin no. with. Uh, he was never going to be that. That's not what they drafted him yeah. for. So, But, yes, you want him to move a little bit in the pocket. So, you know, I think that that comes with time. Yeah. See, so yeah, I kind of I had like a totally different thing in my mind of what was going on with him. I thought, is it because everyone hyped him up all week as like the highest paid player in the NFL? And I'm like, did that get in his head a little bit? Like, I got to perform. I got to be the best. And then he maybe had like an opposite reaction to it. I don't know. That's where my brain went. But there could be many factors. None of us are in his head. Well, that's we don't true. Know. And, and I hate the fact that they make a start in the division. Yeah. No. Last yeah. year it was Pittsburgh. This year it's back to back in the division. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I hate it. I yeah. hate that they do that. Well, let's go to some positive news. Um, obviously, Joe, 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 switching gears. But it has to do with Joe. Um, I, I know his performance is easy to look at. I actually heard Mike, Micah Parsons uh, do an interview, and he's like, everybody wants to get on Joe right now. That's my guy. He'll be fine. He had a bad game. Let's get over that. But I think, you know, you can look at just this past weekend and people from this. I always feel like Cincinnati's a, a big, small town. Um, and Joe Burrow's from Athens, obviously not in Cincinnati, but he's an Ohio guy. Mm-hmm. And he wore that to sign his contract over the weekend. He thought he was going to sign it yeah. on Friday, ended up signing it on Saturday. He's like, I wore it twice. But just listening to him in his press conference with Zach Taylor, he got a little emotional, you could tell, in some of his answers. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was just such a big deal and day for the city of Cincinnati to get that done. It was. And, you know, I never thought that it wouldn't get done. Yeah. Were you there, Betsy, for the press conference? I was not, but okay. I watched it. Okay. I watched so it did I. Yeah, yeah, like everybody yeah. else. Um, I never thought that it wouldn't get done. And, you know, I think that, and again, we don't, we're not in his head yeah. and we don't know, but I think that, you know, now, now the discussion turns to who else can they sign? Mm. Yep. Who else is going to, and, Tom Brady, as we know, famously would defer, 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 just to make sure that he was able mm-hmm. to have people to throw to. And, and you know, whether it's a deferral or whatever, you know, the, the other guys are going to get paid. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, we've had the luxury of having all these guys on rookie contracts, and, you know, that's not the big payday. Mm-hmm. But, you know, while you have them on a rookie contract, then you get what you can out of them. And then, and then you know, do whatever you can to, to sign them. I mean, that's why it's Paycor Stadium now and now Paul Brown. And that's why you go into the Alta Fiber Gate. And that's why you go into the Bet Fred Gate and not, you know, Gate B no. anymore. <laughs> I mean, there is a reason. Have I ever told you my dad's idea hmm. with that? I know we've talked about yeah. this on a podcast before, Lindsay. He's like, why don't we sell the naming rights to the Ohio River? So Why then not? instead, it's point. like, we're sitting here on the Kroger or the Amazon River. I mean, you could call it anything. Think about it. Like, they always start off saying <laughs> right on the right on the edge of the, you Actually, know. that's a great idea. Isn't that a great idea? Well, you know, when you go on, on the interstate or on the roads, yeah. they say, you know, this mile is cleaned up by such and such company. Exactly. Yep. Same thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Same thing. I love Sell it. Sell the rights to the river. So your, da- your dad's got dad. a great... Oh. oh, he's... This was one of his... Uh, after a game or something, when when we were like, we got to get Joe Burrow next year, he sat down and had all these ideas of you know ways to to pay him to I make lo- the money. So. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that was one well, of his brilliant you know, ideas. That's the way to do yeah. it. But you know, it is kind of cool that he did have his Athens shirt on, and you know, for kids who are trying to figure out. 
what they're going to do in their life, whether it's athletics or anything else, you know, and you always run into obstacles on the way. Joe Burrow has such a great story. You know, he was not like the heralded quarterback coming out of Athens. He had to fight his way to get to Ohio State. He was way down on the depth chart at Ohio State. You know, Urban Meyer basically, you know, just put him on the bench and that was it. And he's looking around and he's trying to figure out, what do I do? What do I do? You know, it was always, it was never easy for him to make it. He had to struggle to get recognition coming out of high school. He had to struggle for recognition at Ohio State. You know, he found a home at LSU. Do you know that he almost came to University of Cincinnati? Yeah. I did not know that. How did I miss that? Yeah. It was between UC and LSU. Yep. Wow. Can you imagine? if? Oh, see, I feel like his path would have, have been different. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't have worked. worked. It would have been different. You know, I think he made the right decision. Yeah, he absolutely You know, did. his first year at LSU, he did not light up the scoreboard. No? You know, and they and, and he figured it out, and his coaches figured it out. And his story is such a story of perseverance in and of itself. And so, you know, that's that's... You know, to throw out an idea that somebody will steal, that is a great story and a great book in and of itself, that how he was able to persevere, find other ways. You know, very seldom do you get from point A to point B on a straight line. No, for sure. You've got to go other ways. You've got to figure it out. And he figured it out. And it is such a lesson in perseverance for kids who are trying to find out, you know, how do I get this job? How do I go here? How do I make it? Well, sometimes it's not a straight line. Sometimes you got to find somebody who believes in you. Yeah. Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, Ortho Cincy Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com. Sometimes it's not a straight line. Sometimes you got to find somebody who believes in you. And, you know, he found a coaching staff that believed in him in LSU. Yeah, it's really funny. I actually kind of going back to 2014 when his senior year and he was going to state, which was a big deal for Athens High School. I did Time Warner Sports on Friday nights Mm -hmm. and they had asked me, they're like, it's the playoffs. We have this Athens team and they're going to play Vincent St. Mary's where LeBron went to high school. And I'm like, oh, this will be fun. They're like the quarterback, Joe Burrow. He's in he's it's a senior year. He's going to go to Ohio State. I'm like making my notes for the game. I'm interviewing him after the game. I'm like, oh, Ohio State. This is so cool. You're going to state. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world Mm -hmm. that this small town kid was going to go to Ohio State and be the starting quarterback. Little did we know almost a decade later or less than a decade later, this guy's going to be the number one pick. He's going to come to Cincinnati and he did it all in Ohio. But I just they have a really good one in Joe. Mm -hmm. You know, he he really brings that locker room together. And I was just that day, even though I agree with you, you knew it was going to happen. Just get it done this offseason so the price doesn't go even higher. But they they did things for a reason. Mike Brown, the front office, they changed their ways that people called them cheap poverty franchise. And they're like, no, no, no. We've been saving up for this for a really long time. We're going to keep Joe here. And I kind of want to go to the Bengals front office right now because women are awesome. Uh, <laughs> you you look at the, the Blackburn ladies mm-hmm. and what they've done in the front office, what they're doing with this organization. It's just amazing to see on and off the field. And sometimes it takes a generational change yeah, like that. Um, you know, when you go to another stadium and if you have an opportunity to go to some of the amazing NFL stadiums around, 
you know, whether it's for a Bengals game or not. You know, you go to AT&T Stadium for the Dallas Cowboys, and it's just gorgeous. Yeah. You go to SoFi Stadium, and it blows you away. You go to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and it is so, those are so fan-friendly. But they have stuff going on. I mean, you go to Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and the end zone, they have a stage, and they basically have a house band. <laughs> and, you know, and... Halftime entertainment for the Bengals Raiders game was Sammy Hagar. And I look around and 10 rows up from me, there's Sammy Hagar doing the halftime show. We have some growing to do over here. Are you kidding me? But, you know, it's it's a different era, not just for the Bengals, but for the NFL. It's entertainment. It is. It is. It's entertainment, honey. It's a good way to put it. It is entertainment. You remind me of my mom. She told me after the game, she goes, Lindsay, you need to remember this is entertainment. When I was really bummed about the game, and I was like, it is entertainment, but this is my favorite team. But this is, you try not to have it put you in a bad mood, but it does. Yeah. I I was a little off on Sunday. I was like, I just (laughs) want to go to bed. I don't want to talk to anyone. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's really a show. Mm -hmm. It is a show anymore. And so now we have seen Paycor Stadium be a little more fan friendly. Mm-hmm. We have seen, you know, the ruler of the jungle. We have seen, you know, these different things that they have added to really bengalize it yeah. in a good way, not yeah. a bad way, mm-hmm. but bengalize it. But, you know, going back to Joe Burrow and and what he has meant to this franchise and and I said this, you know, his first year. We have not had a transformational quarterback like this since Boomer. Yeah. And, you know, and that's no offense to everybody who has been there in between, but Boomer Esiason came in with an attitude, and you just knew that he was going to get everybody else in line, and this was the kind of quarterback that if you messed up, he would go up to your locker, grab you by the collar, and say, listen, buddy, <laughs> uh, I want to win the Super Bowl, and you are preventing me from doing such, so let's let's straighten it out, okay? I'm sure he used that kind of language. Yeah, I'm sure it was very nice. Uh, very yes. <laughs> no cussing at all. <laughs> but, Listen, dude. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. but this, this is the kind of quarterback that commands the room and commands yeah. the locker room, and you want to play for this guy. You want to play for him because he's going to lead you to the promised land. Yeah. yeah. And so you want to get behind him. And so to have a Joe Burrow and to have him signed, sealed, and delivered now, we will see, I will bet you anything, we will see in the next few years, there will be really good players who come up for free agency and they will say, I want to play for the Bengals. You yeah. know why? Because they got Joe and they got Jamar and they got an offensive line and I want to go play with them. So when you have somebody like that that attracts talent, you will get better talent. And we saw with the Bengals just cut Collins. Collins was a mainstay on that yeah. line, but because they have so many good players now, mm-hmm. there wasn't really a place for him to play. That it frees up seven million plus dollars in cap. Yep. But you know, now there's competition. Yeah. Yep. To play in that offensive line. Now there's competition. And it's because he is a transformational quarterback. He will bring, he will attract talent to the Bengals. Do we think this is T's last year? Oh, brother. I know. Not to kind of bring the mood down right now, but. Well, you know, again, you know, it's, it's how much money do you have? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not my money, so, yeah, I'll pay. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, seriously. 
Where do I sign? Yeah, but it's not my money. And again, you go back to what Tom Brady did for many, many years is defer. Okay, I'll defer X number so you can go sign. As Giselle Bündchen famously said, Tom cannot throw the ball and catch the ball at the same time. Well, no, thank you, Giselle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and But she was right. Yeah. You know, you got to have the talent out there to catch it. So, you know, you would hope that they figure out a way. Um, having said that, you know, we have seen talent kind of come up. Um, we have seen, uh, you know, uh, tight ends that we'd never heard of. All of a sudden they're catching passes you know they're scoring touchdowns and who is that guy um you know the offense will find a way you know you hope you would love to see you know all of them stay is that practical mm. again not my money so yeah. i don't know mm. i don't want to see him go no. i'm a big t fan so i don't either yeah. i think they have a lot of options um you could franchise tag him next year if you can't get any multi-year deal done i think if i'm if i'm t higgins he's still really young you want to sign a three-year deal nothing too long because you can get paid again right you know so maybe it's a franchise tag you keep t and jamar um together again next year i think their main focus when it comes to wide receivers will be jamar chase mm -hmm. next year and the market's going to be crazy when justin jefferson resets I, I, it i know and you know the the longer that you wait on these contracts mm -hmm. the higher the price is going to go well, yeah. up yep. yeah i mean you know uh, it, joe burrows was the last of that line mm -hmm. of contracts that we were expecting to get signed and you know his had to be a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more and you know when lamar jackson has that 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 sign well then you knew that everybody else was going to be a little bit more now mm -hmm. having said all that deshaun watson's contract is an outlier yeah. i don't i don't count that yeah uh, you know that's just the browns being the browns yes. and and you guarantee that entire contract are you kidding me you go right ahead yeah you go right ahead and do that you know that's an outlier that's not you know this line of new contracts that we have seen signed so um you know it is it's it's a crazy world out there i mean yeah, and, and you can argue, and I saw these arguments on social media afterwards, is Joe Burrow worth that kind of money? Well, if somebody pays him that money, yes, yes he yes, is. Yes, he absolutely is. Yeah. You know, and you have that argument with college coaches. Is Nick Saban worth the money that he is getting paid in, at Alabama? Yes, he is. Um, uh, and and you know you can you can talk about ten ways why he is worth more than the president of the university is making, but you know what? It's what the market will bear. And you know, kind of switching to college, you know, they always say that your your athletic department, your sports, is the front porch to your college 100%. program. And there's the Flutie factor. Nobody heard of Boston College until Flutie beat the University of Miami on a day after Thanksgiving Day, when everybody was watching football. Everybody had it off, they were playing in the Orange Bowl, and all of a sudden, Doug Flutie beats Miami when Miami was Miami. And, you know, nobody heard of Boston College until that. And then all of a sudden, like, enrollment in Boston College went sky high. Uh, donations to Boston College went yeah. sky high. There is something to be said about that. When your athletic department makes a splash, there is a finite, there is an actual result that your school gets. And it's the same way with the Bengals. Yeah. You know, 
that all of a sudden now you can't buy it. You can't find a Joe Burrow jersey. You can't find a Jamar Chase jersey. I mean, there is a residual to all that. I mean, it's your front porch to the city of Cincinnati. And I mean, we all feel good and there's a warm and fuzzy when the Bengals are doing well. We all come together and it's... It's, it's just so exciting. Nothing brings a community together quite like sports. Yeah. I agree. Wow. Beautifully said. I, I wrote down the football effect. I, I love that. I'll be adding yeah. that into yeah. our, yeah. our description and, and, of this yeah. podcast. And, and, you can, and you can talk about, you know, whether the Flutie effect is really real. And, you know, there are some economists that say, no, it isn't. And, and I swear. I mean, when, when my little alma mater, Ball State, when they went, their basketball team went to the Sweet 16, you know, ages ago. Uh, you know, we had Rick Majerus as our coach and, um, our enrollment went up. The quality of student applying to go to Ball State went up. Donations went up. It absolutely is something that is real and, and, and something you can touch. It's tactile. It really is a thing. It really is. We've seen it with UC over the past couple of years. I think this year they said the biggest enrollment class they've ever had in history. It's like 50, 60,000 or something crazy like that. Absolutely, because, you know, look at the run they made. They got into the Final Four with football. I mean, it's awesome. And the Bengals are close by. Cincinnati is on the map, baby. It is. Absolutely. We are. Well, uh, it has been great chatting with you, Betsy. As always, another great Bengals therapy session. We're excited for uh, (laughs) the big game this weekend. Baltimore Ravens at home. You're going, Lindsay. Yes, I'm you going. You are going. Um, AJ Green, the ruler of the jungle. Yes, AJ. This weekend, which is awesome. He's uh, We're welcoming him back to Cincinnati. Uh, anything else that we'd like to add, or is that a wrap? Um, I will say this. If the Bengals win the AFC, not even win the AFC North, they're back in the playoffs, Betsy, you have to come back in for a playoff Oh, episode. absolutely. Oh, I'll well, be glad to. It'll be a four-hour-long podcast. Yeah, I, 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 and, <laughs> Just and that's talking, fine. Talking about, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. We always love catching up with you and getting your take on things. You are Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. Love being here. Oh, we love having you. Betsy Ross, our guest today on the sidelines. That is a wrap. We'll be back in a couple of days on the sidelines. All brought to you by Orthosensi Orthopedics and Sports Medicine.